here's a message from Ken Lavica. Ken, 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 come back, buddy. Ken's back tomorrow. But <laughs> I'm excited. I bring in a TV star today. Find out next. Joe, music. On your mark. Get set. Go. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. No, no, no. Stick around. Hang out with us. Cool. Yeah, we'll stay and hang around with you. It's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. You all heard a familiar voice first. Of course, that was Coach Coquel, the real Coquel. This is Theo Dorsey of at Theo Dorsey TV. You might have seen me on ESPN West Palms, ESPN 106.3 on WPTV. We do this all the time, but this is my first time doing Ken Levicka Live in this chair, and I'm so glad to be with Joe Rigotti and Chris Coquel. I mean, I feel like I'm in the presence of greatness right now. I'm just glad Ken's not here and I got a TV star. Twitter <laughs> followers, at Real Coach K, I hang out with stars now, not angry little guys like Kenny. Well, you know, there were some stars showing last night. The reason why I'm a little tired right now, Coach, you, you know, it's tough for me because Team USA basketball plays at like midnight over here. Mm-hmm. The summer games are going on in Tokyo. We all know that. And as we've been all watching it, there's been so much going on over the past couple of days. Team USA knocks off uh, Team, what was it? I'm slipping my mind now. We've been talking about so much. Not Australia. They've already been through that. Team USA basketball knocked off. When? When are you talking just about? Just last night. Why just am last I, night? They just, didn't I they stayed ju- up all night watching They played this. Australia last night, right? Yes, they did play Australia last night. Jeez Louise. Holy Joe. cow. I think it's been a long you're night. So, no, you're just so focused on Luca losing. You were trying <laughs> to make this a Dallas show before the Joe and Jupiter, who calls in the show all the time, is going to love you because yeah. he would. if we could do an hour on Luca, yeah. that'd be fine. So Theo's all confused because Luca lost this morning, and he wants to talk about how great Luca I is. I wanted to. Because you're a Texas guy, right? I'm from Houston, and you know Luca's nearby, and I just wanted to show some love to a shining superstar, a budding star. Like I'm trying to be here at ESPN West Palm. New guys need love too. Yeah, I'll tell you. You don't want to have to be a budding star at ESPN West Palm. Yeah, don't talk about Texas. Okay, okay let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about the other things. Well, let's let's get back to it because when I was watching late last night, I'm like, wow, this this actually has me up past midnight watching, and it's because it's one of the spectacles of the Olympics is basketball and watching Team USA basketball, and it had me thinking. For all the folks at home, am I one of the only ones? Because this is one of the best Olympic events. It's not the best. We'll get to that in a second. But I wanted to know, what is the Olympic event that every year, Coquel, you look forward to watching? You can't wait to watch the final. There's the thrill of it. There's the excitement. You can't wait to see who gets on the podium. Like, which event for it, for you, is it in the Olympics every year? For me, it's the basketball. That's what it I is. want. And I tried to watch it. Now, I'm laughing at you. How old are you? I you am mind me asking? I know it's not. I don't know if that's allowed anymore. You can't ask a young man. Is I, just, like, I don't know what's allowed <laughs> or what's not allowed anymore. You're 28, and it's hard for you to stay up past midnight. Well, it was last night at least. 28, I was down at Las Olas every night. I was living the life of Jeanette Javier, who's on Evan Cohen. You can listen to 5 to 6. I used to go out all the time. Now at 42, I'm an old man. I'm an old man, so kids are in bed, and I am just trying to watch a game, and guess what happens? You fall. I'm I'm out. I'm out. (laughs) I'm watching eyelids. And, you know, you get into that point where you think you're watching the game still, but you're actually sleeping. Yeah. And then you kind of wake up. You're like, wait, I haven't even been watching. What's going on? Where am I? You know, all confused, ready to go in a home and live in assisted living. It, it is. It, it, I understand what's going on there. Hopefully I, it doesn't happen to me too soon. I got some years. What year did that start for you where you just knew you were going to tap out? When I had kids. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that, that's what it, when you have kids, life is over. 
That's it. Your life, it's now their life now. It is. You just transfer it over. But that game last night, I was worried because when I was falling asleep, mm. they were down and they were down big. And I was like, they have no rim protector. I don't know who they're going to get their scoring from. Why can't they hit these threes? What are they going to do? And I guess your boy KD took over. Yeah, Kevin Durant happened. I mean, we'll talk later about if he's the best player in the world right now, but he was at least the best player on that stage. And it's what Team USA has been needing this whole time, if you ask me. It's like Greg Popovich has been probably overcoaching these guys. They're a supremely more talented team. They're going to have their work cut out for them against Team France in the gold medal game. But, again, all of that is just, at the end of the day, we have Kevin Durant. Like, it should matter, right? Every time. Every time, you would think. That's what I was missing early on in the Olympics is why are these guys not just taking over games like they do in the NBA? It was weird, and I think you get kind of that feeling of no one wants to step on each other's toes. I was watching that Dream Team documentary the other day, Mm -hmm. and that's what happened to them, but they did it in private. Yeah, This team kind of got together on a big stage, so I think that was kind of what was happening for them. I don't know who to root for in this gold medal game, though, between France and the USA. Well, why not? Who's your guy on France? Evan Fournier of the New York Knicks. Oh, my gosh. Bring us the gold. (laughs) Title town. Bring the gold medal to the Mecca. Well, they've lost to France both of the last times they played. Because of Evan Fournier, the best player in the NBA. Oh, my gosh. Well, you better hope so as a Knicks guy because I don't know what's what's happening over there. But, again, for for all of the people that are listening in and tapping in that don't care about the Knicks, which is most of (laughs) our fan base, what is your favorite Olympic event? Which one can you not go without? I want to touch on the U.S. men's track team. 888-760-3776 oh, yeah. is the number to call in. If you do want to answer Theo's question, 888-760-3776. Or, or maybe I just wanted them to yell it out in their car. <laughs> just maybe, Roll down the window just start screaming events at yeah. people. <laughs> 888 888- yeah, give him give it some. 760-3776. You know, when I did the home team and we were doing the Evan Cole show, I had that paper right in front of me that had the number. And you think you have it memorized, but for me right now, I, I don't have it, and I don't have it as memorized as you. I'm You'll not get it. a vet. You know why I haven't memorized? Why? Because I started as a caller. Ah. I was one of those guys in radio. Started as a caller. I would call. There used to be a weekend show called The Sports Page. Yeah. And I would call in, and the host at the time was like Alex Patakis, and I used to just bother him with Knicks takes. Mm. Kind of like I do now, but I don't have to call in first. <laughs> 888-760-3776. Call in. Let us know what your favorite Olympic event is. I would argue, when it comes to track and field, which is why most of us come to the Olympics or watch the Olympics, the 4 by one is the most thrilling event to watch. I say the 4 by 4 the most entertaining because you have that dynamic of, well, there's storylines in it. There's, there's some comebacks. You can watch a guy get lapped. Like, there's all, all these things that tie into the 4 by 4 But the 4 by one is the most thrilling one to watch. And this year, we won't be watching Team USA in the 4 by one final, the first time they didn't qualify for it since 2000. And I am in utter dismay. But maybe not so much as this other former sprinter who's a, who's a world-class sprinter in his own right. Carl Lewis? Yeah, Carl Lewis. Oh, no. Did he take the Twitter? Terrible terrible um, national anthem singer, Carl Lewis. <laughs> Great sprinter in his prime. Oh, we should have pulled that. The, maybe, we'll, maybe later <laughs> on in the show we'll get the Carl Lewis national anthem. If you haven't heard it, it's, it's literally the worst. I know there was the Fergie at the All-Star game. There was, you know, there's all kinds of renditions. Carl we'll, Lewis. we'll tweet the Carl Lewis one out at ESPN West Point. We'll get that tweeted out. So let's get his actual tweet that he had about the U.S. team not making the Olympics, uh, the Olympic final in the 4 by one And it was mostly off of a bad exchange. They finished sixth in their heat. Carl Lewis says here on Twitter, the Team USA team did everything wrong in the men's relay. The passing system is wrong. Athletes running the wrong legs. And it was clear that there was no leadership. 
It was a total embarrassment, and here's where it goes just totally disrespectful, and completely unacceptable for a USA team to look worse than the AAU kids I saw. Oh. The AAU kids I saw. Oh. I was an AAU kid. You know, like he's saying that these guys at the Olympic stage in Tokyo 2020 grand stage, you're supposed to be, you know, putting on for Team America, and you look worse than some kids in AAU track. That's not good. That's not good at all. And and it's not like anyone can say anything like, what have you ever done? You know what I mean? You can't go back (laughs) at Carl Lewis, one of the greatest Olympians of our time and my generation. Like, what are you going to say to him? That's a bad fail, man. That's not good. It is tough. It is tough. And if if it wasn't embarrassing enough for them to lose in the fashion that they did, um, to get that tweet out about it, I mean, they've got to come back. We need to redeem teams of four by one in four years when we go to Paris. So, so get at it now. If you're at home, if you're a sprinter, get at it now. We need a redeem team because that's unacceptable um, for a team USA, as Carl Lewis just said. What, what what do you do though? We don't have pro- professional athletes that we can pull out of there. Just, we just focus <laughs> on it more. Just, how does how is the passing system wrong though? And I I mean I understand how it's wrong, but like yeah. at that level, how do you do it wrong at that level? You have to have it down to the the best of the best. Yeah, it should almost me- every team should almost mirror the exact way of the passing system. Yeah, because that is the the biggest part of doing relays. I've coached track before, and that was the the most thing we focused on. The running wasn't even for those events. We didn't really focus on the running part. It was just handoffs every yeah. single day. The walking handoff. I was interacting. I remember those walking handoffs. Yes. I'm like, why in the world are we doing this over and over again? It's so ridiculous. But now at 28, you know. Yeah, now, I get it. Now you know now. <laughs> they should have walked those handoffs. If you saw that, that exchange, it looked like three attempts, and they were basically side by side by the time that handoff actually got made, and they ended up finishing sixth. It was really the end-all, be-all for Team USA. We have so much more going on in the world of sports. It's not as huge of a sports day, but it is a day where the you know the kickoff to the NFL season, the preseason starts today technically with the Hall of Fame game, the Dallas Cowboys and the Pittsburgh Steelers tonight. Uh, that's going to be out in Canton, Ohio. Of course, a lot of people out here care about the Miami Dolphins and what's going on at Dolphins camp as they've gotten contact underway. And we have a special treat for people coming up after the break. We have a NFL Network reporter, Cameron Wolf, that'll be joining the show right after the break to talk about the Miami Dolphins. And I have some good peppering questions around him. Not about Tua Tungle-Vailoa, though. I feel like every time we talk Dolphins, it's always all about Tua. Why is that? Are we so quarterback-centric? Yeah, because he's the quarterback. That's all that matters. I want to know about other things, though, man. I want to know about, you know, Xavier Howard or, or the offensive line. Like, talk to me. I'm a Jets fan, and I'm a former football coach, so I get where you're coming from. Yeah. Like, And by the way, coaching football ruined watching football for me for a long time until I had to retrain myself. Because I stopped watching the ball. Yeah. Like, you know, you watch football, you watch the ball, you have fun, you relax. Yeah. I started watching guards pulling and D-line play, and I was like, what am I doing? That this isn't terrible. fun. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. And I started evaluating steps of guys that are on the weak side. Like, they're not involved in the play. Why am I worried about what the Will linebacker's doing over there? Uh. But, you know, now I finally retrained myself back into be a dopey sports fan, and it's more fun because I care about the quarterbacks. The Jets' future, I care about Zach Wilson. Dolphins' future, you care about Tua. Yeah. Texans' future, Ooh, are, you, are you a Texans guy? I'm actually a Carolina Panthers fan, which is almost worse right now with Sam Darnold. What do you have to say about Sam Darnold? Are we good? Are we in good hands? I think you are in good hands. Being a former Jeff fan who watched him play, I mean, he had Adam Gase. And anyone in South Florida can attest to <laughs> Adam Gase's struggles down there. Now, I know he's down here and he listens, Oh, so we maybe we should be careful. Yeah. He's been known to text into stations before when hearing things about Adam Gase. But man, was he terrible as a coach. And you don't want to sorry, get the stare sorry, down Adam. with that guy. He was bad. Yeah. He was bad. Like, bad, bad. Yeah. As a coach. So, what has Darnold really had to develop? He had different systems. He never really got into a flow, and he had no help. 
They tore down that roster to lose and said, here, young quarterback, be successful in the NFL. Now he goes to Carolina. Yeah. He's got McCaffrey, right? He's got McCaffrey. He's got some weapons on the outside. And he's got Robbie Anderson back. Yeah. They were really good together when they were with the Jets. Are we only going to talk about former Jets guys now? Like, is that – you brought up Jets guys all day. You talked about Jamie and Sherwood earlier. Like, what's up, Jets, man? Well, Jamie and Sherwood, Jensen Beach product, who, yeah. who's trying to – he's right now fighting for the the linebacker spot for the Jets. Yeah. But uh, those guys, I love the local. Even if it wasn't a guy I coach, you know what? I won't even go Jets. <laughs> Tonight, during the Hall of Fame game, Johnny Dixon of Dwyer, yeah. look for number six on the field because he'll be playing for the Dallas Cowboys tonight. So these are all like, it's He's football season, man. Hard Knocks. When is Hard Knocks going to come out soon? They're doing it in Dallas. I want to see Johnny Dixon sing on it. Like, there's just football <laughs> everywhere. And I get it. Starters won't be playing, but I just I, I just want football. Inject, literally inject it into my veins. I'm a junkie. Inject the football into your veins. Well, you know what? For all the fans out there that want to hear about reports straight from the Dolphins camp, we're going to be injecting that straight into your veins from Cameron Wolf of NFL Network, who will join us right now. You're listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. It's Ken Levick Alive. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken Levicka and Chris Coquette. Uh, Theo Dorsey and Chris Cotel on Kim Levicka Live here on ESPN 106.3. We are excited because football is officially back because, of course, the Pro Football Hall of Fame game is tonight, Cowboys and Steelers, but we don't care about those two teams down here. We care about the Miami Dolphins, and to talk Dolphins, someone who's been at Dolphins camp is joining in on the show. We have Cameron Wolf, the NFL Network reporter, newly NFL Network reporter, just announced that yesterday. You can follow him on Twitter at Cameron Wolf. You can catch him on NFL Network's Inside Training Camp that airs throughout the week starting each day at 10 a.m. But right now, you can catch him on Ken Levick Alive. And Cam, first and foremost, man, welcome into the show. Uh, how are you feeling on your day off still working? I'm good, man. Uh, just living the life, driving around here in Miami. Can't beat that, right? Can't beat it at all. So you are just coming back from Dolphins camp. You went yesterday. Everybody wants to know about what is going on with Tua Tungla-Vailoa, the deep ball, the short route, all of that stuff. You know what? My first question to you, Cam, is what's the second best headline out of Dolphins camp? I don't want to talk about quarterbacks. I'm not going to be that guy. Give me number two headline outside of what the star quarterback's doing. You don't want to talk about quarterback? Uh, <laughs> uh, the, the second best, the second headline is, is, is Xavier Howard. You know, he's the guy who uh, is their best player on their team, and he hasn't been involved with camp. You know, he's got a minor ankle injury, but the bigger news is that he wants a new contract. He's demanded a trade and, unless he gets one. So we've been tracking that throughout the last week. You know, I've, I've had conversations with X and the team, and it seems like they're at a point where the, there's a gap of some sort, but – I think both sides realize they're better together than they are apart. You know, they just got to figure out how to make this thing work. It's like a relationship, a little rocky relationship. You got to got to take them out on a date. You know, and make <laughs> them feel right, make them feel loved. And I think that's what what uh, the Dolphins need to do with X to get this thing back right because they need them. They need them on that defense. They can't afford to trade them. I mean, this ankle injury is more of a hold in, right? We're going to see with the fifty thousand guys face. We're going to see this more and more across the NFL. I would think. 
Yeah, yeah. The way the new CBA is, you know, you get fined fifty thousand a day if you're not there, and it's not fundable. So, you know, I don't care how much money you make, fifty thousand dollars or something. I'm gonna show up. I'm gonna show up there for, you know, regardless. If I gotta say my hamstring or ankle, you know, we see it with Deshaun Watson out there too. You know, he's made a lot of money, but fifty k is too much for him to skip out too, even even with everything he's got going on. So yeah, I think it'll probably end up being a new trend with guys still being happy but showing up because they don't want to lose that bread. All right, and of course, I'm a sucker for quarterback stuff, too. I, I, I faked it off the top. You mentioned Deshaun Watson. Are people finally settled in with Tua Tungavailoa there, though? I know there was so much talk over the offseason. They had one year of him, and everybody was ready to kick him out of town, even though they had a winning record and whatnot. What's the vibe around town about, hey, Tua's our quarterback. We're sticking with him for the long term. Yeah, no, you're right. It's a, no, it's a now league, right? So, you know, it seems like back in the day you got two, three, four years to see if you were good. Now it's one year and we're bouncing you. You know, I think there's a lot of pressure on Tua, a lot of eyeballs on him because people aren't sure. You know, there are people inside the building who aren't 100% sure if he's their franchise quarterback. But what I can tell you is that there's hope, there's optimism that he's the guy. You know, they've obviously kept their eyes peeled for Deshaun Watson, but I haven't got any indication that they're waiting for that. I've got the vibe that they're all in on Tua this year, and they think that he's going to make that year two jump. Now, if he doesn't, then this conversation's back open, and we might be talking about this again, you know, next offseason. But I, I think that they've done everything to him with weapons. You know, they, they drafted Jalen Waddle, they uh, and Will Fuller. Um, you know, Will Wilson's having a great camp, so they tried to surround him with speed to help him help him succeed. They have a new offensive coordinator, so all these things they're hoping that help Tua feel more comfortable. And I've been out here at camp for a week, and he does look good. You know, it's only training camp. So I want to caution folks, you know, we're, we'll see exactly what it looks like in the regular season. But from camp so far, he, he's looking fluid. He's looking more comfortable. And that deep ball that you talk about about on the top, it definitely looks a lot more uh, frequent and effective than it was last year. Have they? I know the big story around the Dolphins and their, their kind of resurgence was around that defense, around Brian Flores. Is there, especially with X kind of being a question mark, is that still going to be a thing? Like, are, are we, is that a daunted Miami Dolphins defense, when Coquel's Jets go to Miami to play, are they going to be nervous about that defense? I think the, the thing about the Dolphins defense this year is they, they can't catch anybody off on surprise. Last year, they came in and they were a team that was one of the worst defenses in the league the year before, and they established themselves as a, a team that was going to be worth fearing. And they really did it. They had exotic blitz packages and great man-to-man corners on the back end. Well, if Xavier Howard isn't there, then you don't have that – you know, elite man-to-man corner, at least on one side of the field, and that, and that makes it harder for you to be as effective. So I think, you know, how good the Dolphins are is going to be, one, based on getting Xavier Howard back. I don't think I don't think they're going to be the same defense without him. But also how offenses catch up to where they are with their blitz packages. You know, they've got an offseason to watch exactly what Brian Flores likes to do. He likes to throw some exotics, you know, have the um, defensive linemen and linebackers all standing up around the line of scrimmage to create confusion. Is that something that still creates confusion, or, or did offenses catch up? And something that we won't be able to figure out until they start playing the games. But I still think the defense is the strongest part of this team, and, you know, they'll have to lead them um, if they want to go, you know, in the playoffs and, and potentially win some games in there. You know you're talking to Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel when you get asked a question about backups, and that's where I'm going to go with this. Because <laughs> if an X isn't there, you have <laughs> Glade Central product, Cravon LeBlanc was signed. Then Jalen Waddle, if he's out, you have Albert Wilson out of Port St. Lucie. Mm. And then if Tua fails, you have Jacoby Brissett out of Dwyer. For us as a Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast team, have either Brissett, Wilson, or LeBlanc flashed at all in camp? 
Yes, Palm Beach love. I'll tell you this, Albert Woolf has looked like the best player so far. I'm being honest with you guys. Um, every single day I've been out there, he's looked explosive. You know, I had a chance to talk to him a couple of days ago, and, you know, obviously he sat out last year because he was opting out due to COVID. He said he feels fresh. He spent the whole offseason training at Bomberitos up here in, um, in, in the Miami area, and he looks like the old Albert Wilson, the guy you mm. saw when he got the big contract when he left Kansas City. He's got that shake and bake, a little Ricky Rob, Ricky Bobby in him. <laughs> you know, he's got some deep downfield juice. So he's the guy I'd watch out for. You know, coming into camp, I wasn't sure if he had a lock, a roster spot locked up. And now I think that he may end up trying to find his way into starting reps. You know, so he's, mm. that's the sort of camp he's had so far. You know, as far as the other two, you know, Jacoby's made some really nice throws. Yesterday he made a nice throw down the field, Isaiah Ford. Even Tua jumped on him to celebrate. So I think they're they're going to be in good hands with Jacoby, but he's definitely their number two. He's going to be the guy if if Tua gets hurt, he would step in and they feel comfortable with him. And then with Craven LeBlanc, he, he's a new guy. You know, he showed up a week before camp, and uh, you know they they nicknamed him Strap, and he already had a uh, a, uh, a strip ball of one of the running backs a couple of days ago in practice. So he's competing for a roster spot with a couple of the cornerbacks in the back end, but. You know, he's got that tenacity where, you know, if, if they're looking for a guy in the back end that maybe can contribute on special teams and, and have that final spot, he's got a shot. So three of the Palm Beach guys have all kind of showed flashes, and Albert Wilson for sure has, has opened up a lot of eyeballs in camp. Well, you, you heard it here first from NFL Network's Cameron Wolf. Um, we got some guys out of Palm Beach County that might get some play time out there in Miami. That's nice. That's nice. Hey, Cam, you – you people can catch you on NFL on NFL Network now. You're newly there. Um, congratulations, by the way, on that new gig. Also, you're not just Thank a Dolphins you. guy now, right? You're covering all of the NFL. Yeah, I'm covering the whole whole league. I'll spend most of my time in the Southeast, you know, Florida, and, and moving around from there. But um, yeah, I'll still be here doing some Dolphin stuff, but I'll be moving around uh, a little bit more. I'm going to Carolina this weekend to check out the Panthers. You know, I know you might have some extra interest in that deal, <laughs> you know, checking out Sam Darnold and Kristen McCaffrey and seeing what them boys look like out there in Carolina. So I'll be moving around, you know, obviously, you know, guys can check me out on NFL Network and see see what we're rapping about. But, you know, I'll pop up in a city near, your, near you uh, very soon. That's You can see his pretty face on NFL Network inside training camp. Hey, take the wife out for lunch. Thanks for coming on the show. That's Cameron Wolf of NFL Network. You can follow him on Twitter at Cameron Wolf. Uh, you have a good rest of your off day, man. All right, man. Appreciate you, bro. Peace. That was Cameron Wolf of NFL Network. I mean, that he said it right there at the end, and that was a great question by you, Coquille, highlighting our Palm Beach County guys. Albert Wilson, comeback player of the year? He might be after sitting out a year. And, of course, you know, the, towards the end, I think he was hurt his last year. So it's almost like a year and a half since we've seen Albert beat Albert. And I know Port St. Lucie will be on fire. Our own Dean Thomas talks about, you know, Having people, he's from Port St. Lucie High yeah. School also, having people to be proud of that are local guys out of Port St. Lucie. And Albert, I think, is going to be one who puts on. And the way Cam was talking, Pro Bowl? Too Pro early? Bowl. Is too, early <laughs> too early for Pro Bowl? Let's start lining up the preseason awards and putting Albert Wilson on all of them. That's what we like to hear out of Dolphins camp. He also had, did you notice, he's such a positive guy. He had nothing negative to say about anybody that we asked about. Even you can tell Cravon maybe isn't making the biggest name for himself. But he did it. You know, Cravon's been known as Strap since high school. Yeah. And he... He is a fighter. He's from the muck. And if you talk to him, even last year, he was just training all year right over here on the bridge. He was running the bridge every single day. You could see him out there in the sweltering heat. So if there's a spot to be had, I think Cravon's going to take that job. That's a guy that does not stop. But you know what makes us stop? Red lights, right? You got to stop at a red light. Yes, red light. Stop. 
Green light, go. That's right. And after the break, we're going to be playing some red light, green light. One of my favorite shows to, or games to hear on the Ken LaVica Live show. Do you know the song? Do I know the song? The song. I mean, that's going to be Red light, green light. That's when you go. No, he doesn't know the song. <laughs> it is. I mean, I'm surprised we haven't gotten a grant. We haven't won a Grammy for the song or gotten in trouble for stealing it from someone. Either way. <laughs> Either way, that's what you're going to be hearing next. You're listening to Coach Coquel, Theo Dorsey on Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LaVica. No. Here's Theo Dorsey at Theo Dorsey TV. Ken Levick is not out, not in right now. I wish he was. I'd love to talk sports with him. But instead, you get me and Coquel. Coquel, how have we been doing so far on Ken Levick Alive? You you listen to it every day. You're you're producing it. I don't really listen. I just talk and then I wait for spaces when Ken's not there. But I'm not listening when Ken talks. What's with you and Ken at Real Coach K on Twitter? <laughs> I'm a, like 90 away from 3,000. I need to get to 3,000, and you guys never plug my Twitter at all. All right, well, you at know Real Coach K at Real Coach K. I want you guys to all go out there and follow him. And these three followers, uh, I, I know that my girlfriend's listening at the very least, so she can tap in with you, and you'll have two more to go. Right? That's it. That's it. We'll no, I need 90, but I don't know where your math's coming from. I thought from. you said three. 90 to get to 3,000. Oh, 3, 90 to get to 3,000. 3, I cannot help you with so that. So if your girlfriend has 89 friends, <laughs> it'll be perfect. I can't help you with that, per se. But you know what I can't help you with? Giving you three names that I think you'll recognize. Lamar Jackson. Boynton Beach. Devin Singletary. American Heritage. Trey Quan Smith. Village Academy. Let's go. And you're good at that. You're good at that. You've been around here. Well, all three kickstarted their high school careers by making the ESPN 106.3 Top 63 list. Coquel, who will be next? Mm. Find out Saturday, August 7th, as the best of the best of high school football will be unveiled at the 10th annual ESPN 106.3 Awards presented by HHS Florida. Watch it live at ESPN West Palm, top63.com, starting at 7 p.m. Because if you can't go in person, we want to have it for you virtual. It's sponsored by HHS Florida, Kaiser University, I Think Financial, Shaw Sports Turf, which has this amazing surprise for you. I'm not going to tell you what it is. We already talked about it on other shows. Amazing surprise when you walk in. I love it. We got Florida Blue, Land Rover Palm Beach, the Miami Dolphins, RoofClaim.com, Boca Raton Bowl, and Team IP, and Excuse me, Singrama? Signorama. Signorama. Signorama will also that, that be there tough. helping with the signage and just giving back. And of course, the presenting sponsor, HSS Florida. Yeah. Like they are amazing partners that they wanted to give back. And they, you know, I was in a meeting with them and all they cared about, they didn't ask about anything but other, how can we give back to the kids? Yeah. That's all they cared about is how can we give back to the kids? So the top 63 brought to you by. HSS Florida, I cannot wait. I can't wait either. I'll be in there asking questions and talking to some of the athletes and um, and making sure that the show goes well. I can't wait. It's my first time seeing this, so it, it'll be a fun time. My first time also doing a game on Ken LaVica Live that I'm, I'm, I'm actually quite anticipating this right oh, now. It's the best game on TV. It has been rated as the, well, no, the number one show between 12 and 1 on ESPN West Palm. <laughs> and I don't know how it became the best game on TV on radio, but I'll take it. Let's let's cue it up. <laughs> let's cue it up. Time for Ken and Coquel to decide if they want to stop or go. Red light stop. Green light go. Red light stop. Green light go. Red stop. Green go. Red light, green light, 
now you know. Red Light, Green Light is driven by Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. Wow, that song was almost better than the rendition I had in the previous segment. I don't know. What, what do were you, you singing before? Red light, I stop my car. <laughs> Green light, I push my gas. Yeah, like I was giving, I was just a little bit more descriptive. Doing play by play. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Some people don't know how to make the car go. I was telling them how. So you know, Wow, informative. You really are helping the people. This could be our public service. Radio would be a little breaking down the fourth wall once a week. You got to do some kind of public service show. <laughs> I think we just rec- we did it. Theo taught people how to drive. You know? I know. He's crazy, man. He's so talented. That's what I do. It's what I do. What we got? All right, Joe Rigotti. Number one, you will watch the Hall of Fame game tonight. Red light, green light. I'll start. Uh, red light. I'm not watching that game. Why? Because it's two has-been irrelevant franchises right now, the Dallas Cowboys and the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'll say it. I know I get a little backlash. I like Johnny Dixon. That's our guy. He's a hometown guy with the Dallas Cowboys. But I'm not watching the Steelers and Cowboys play an irrelevant game in the preseason. I'm sorry. I love the Steelers organization, especially Pat Rooney from the Palm Beach Kennel Club. So, you know, you know, that's just me, though. Theo Dorsey, not so much. Chris Coquel loves the Rooney family. <laughs> I love Theo the- <laughs> says red light to the Rooney family. You know, no, I love the, I, the Steelers. Are done. They're washed. <laughs> he would tell you that, too. Big Ben's done. And now they're talking about bringing him back for another year. I'm watching to see the backups because these are the guys who scrap for a job. Yeah. I just wish the coaches would be a little bit more imaginative with their play calls instead of holding everything close to the vest because I want to see real football. I don't care who's out there. Give me those guys, the backups, and hopefully Johnny Dixon scores a touchdown for the Cowboys Dwyer zone. But give me some real plays. Don't just don't be so vanilla about it. Yeah, they could try a little more, but they they're just worried about, you know, they're worried about the regular season and the playoffs. So. Yeah, so I guess I'm green light. Yeah, this is a green light. This is hit the gas green light. You're hitting the gas yeah, green yeah. light. There oh, we go. I live with the Cowboys fans. So number one, I don't have a choice. Number two, <laughs> football's back. Number three, let's do this. Yeah, I'm what watching else, the Cowboys. What game. else are you gonna watch though? Olympics. My eyelids. Are I you know. are you on TV tonight? Do you have to work? I don't. I'm off. Ah, watch football, you bum. <laughs> You're hosting Evan Cohen tomorrow, five to six with Jeanette Javier. So I need to watch. You need right? to watch. Uh, you need to pay attention. Now you got homework assignment. Green light. I guess I got my. I was on a yellow <laughs> light. Now it's green. Okay, let's go. The, the NFL season will be played without COVID interruption, red light or green light? Green light. You think we're going to get through it all? I think so because of the fact that the NFL wants to make the money and they want to stay on schedule. I think that that's going to override all of the little weird, you know, the weird little things that are popping up now. The players are calling out and screaming out like little toddlers right now about some things. And, you know, eventually they're going to have to get in line and go to the restroom when the teacher tells them to. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's going to be the issue. I'm considering a forfeit the season doesn't go smoothly. Like, they're not going to stop the season. But with the new rules where if a team has an outbreak and they're unvaccinated, they, they're they forced to forfeit. And yeah. both teams lose their checks, which I'm not sure how legally you can cause the other team to lose <laughs> their checks. But that's for Roger Goodell to figure out, not me. Um, I, there's going to be an outbreak. I mean, look at the, the, the Dolphins. Like, and I'm not even judging the Dolphins players. I have no idea of vaccination numbers. I just know Florida – has never been more red, and I'm not talking political when I look at the map. Like, yeah. It is basically the epicenter of the world of COVID. Well, the thing is, they'll just forfeit those games. I mean... So, yeah. So, I guess if you were going by that standard, then no. There'll be no interruption. But I, to me, a forfeit... If the team forfeits, like if the Ravens right now who are without Lamar Jackson for 10 days, mm-hmm. he'll hopefully come back soon. You know, that's interruption for me. Okay. You know what I mean? So I'm we, considering we just, that. Okay. All right. So, yeah. If you're saying that, for sure, there's going to be an interruption. I'm just saying it's going to go week one through week 18 or 17, and, and they're going to keep going through the playoffs. Their foot's going to be on the gas the whole time. 
Green light. <laughs> this is a yellow light for me. No, it's red light, green light, no, Joe. Is, hey, Coquel, you had a yellow light the other day. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, okay? but listen, I, I'm allowed to. <laughs> the key to radio is to pick a side. Don't be listening. Right, you if you're what? setting your bar at radio at Coquel, your, your career's okay, in trouble. Then, all right. So we're getting towards the light. And it, it's yellow, and then it turns red. This is a red light, all right? I, I just don't see it possible to get through the season without a COVID interruption. I know. Well, see, what Joe's really saying, I've known Joe now a long time. We do high school hysteria six to seven on Fridays. He wants there to be an NFL. He doesn't want to put that bad vibe uh, out there. But yeah, he, But exactly. I think deep down he knows that we're in trouble. Every, well, every sport's had an issue so far. I just don't see how this is going to be any different. You know but, what I mean? You're right. You're right. Optimism in the air. No breakage in the NFL season. Let's ride with it. All right. All right number three. Kevin Durant is the best basketball player in the world right now. Green light. I mean, he is the most unguardable player on earth. He is the guy that you give him the ball and you can double team him. You can shade the defense towards him. If he wants to get a bucket on that play, I fear him the most. And he's a good rim protector. He's a good defender. He, you know, he, he has that side of the ball to him, too. I think Kevin Durant is the best player in the world right now. And what he did for Team USA last night, they were down 15 to t- Team Australia. They gave Kevin Durant the ball, and they win by 20. Yeah, they just get let's get out of the yeah. way. <laughs> like, Are you a like KD that. guy? Is that your dude? No, my favorite player is actually Giannis Antetokounmpo. Now it is. It was Chris Paul earlier in the year. Just, oh see, just so everyone God. out here knows. I, yep. I was trying to get him on a third player. <laughs> I was trying to catch old Theo Dorsey TV on Twitter with a third player because you were a Chris Paul dude, and then all of a sudden you're a Giannis guy. I've always been a fan of Giannis. I'm a Miami Heat fan and a Giannis fan, and it's kind of weird for me these past couple of years in the playoffs. <laughs> KD, best player ever. Yeah, he proved it also, I think, in that playoff series when his extra half of size that he puts on his shoe for comfort mm. cost him the, the, the series against the Bucks. He was so good, though. He was unstoppable. If he had any help from the other two, he would have advanced the finals and probably won the finals. Yeah, they, would have, they would have beat the Suns, too. I mean, Durant is unstoppable. It's- yeah, this is a green light for me, too. This, the guy's un- like you said, the guy's unstoppable. And, I mean, this year the, the Nets had some troubles, injuries. They didn't make it to the championship. But this year... This is KD's year upcoming. I really think so. I think it's going to be Nets Lakers in the finals, but that's obviously a very biased opinion. But we'll see what happens. <laughs> I will talk about that Lakers take later. But what's what's the? <laughs> <laughs> All right, the LA Lakers will win LeBron's fourth title. <laughs> Look at that. We'll talk about that now. Red light, Joe. What? <laughs> Red light. What? I was gonna call you ISO Joe. I was gonna. All right, you know, I'll take you know, it. You're on an island by yourself, ISO Joe. Yesterday with Dean Thomas, he was Joey Cheese. Now he's ISO Joe. All right. Every day's different. When your name is Joe, you get a lot of nicknames. It's a nickname name. You oh, know? it is. I'm, I'm okay with it. I'll yeah. take it. ISO Joe. I like it. He's on an island by himself. The Lakers do not have the roster that I would assume that they're going to, one, even make it to the finals, let alone win a fifth NBA title for LeBron James. Why? What are they missing? What are they missing? Name one guy that can knock down a three-point shot consistently on that team. Carmelo shot 40% last year. Carmelo Anthony is a turnstile on defense. Still. You just said shoot down a three-point like, He's a three-point shot. Name a, guy, <laughs> name a guy who can knock down a three-point shot. He doesn't move his feet on defense. <laughs> I'm going to criticize the Lakers. Also, they have a lot of old guys. They have to get through a season and a postseason healthy. They have Anthony Davis, the only young star on the team who is injury-prone. And... They still just don't have the best makeup to me. I think the Nuggets are going to have a better team than the next year. This is why I think the Lakers can can win. Okay, Carmelo has gotten significantly better. We saw him with Portland. They also did the advanced metrics. He's a better catch and shooter. Yeah. And now he can catch and shoot. Carmelo, you talk about Kevin Durant in the Olympics. When was Carmelo best in his career? Olympics. Olympics. What's he basically going to be for this Lakers team? He's going to be Olympics mellow. Yeah. That's what he's going to be. He's not going to be hoodie mellow anymore. That's done. We're now <laughs> Olympics mellow with the Lakers. 
That's who he gets to be. The other key signing with Westbrook is uh, Westbrook will give all. He's going to be an innings eater for them. Yeah. When LeBron wants to rest, the NBA is going to be mixed. I think LeBron's going to load manage. I think AD is going to load manage. Then you have Westbrook who can load manage at times because they also signed Kendrick Nunn, which I think was, a, was a sneaky good, good signing for them because yeah. he can eat innings and he's an effective player. I just don't think it's safe to assume that this team, the way that they're constructed with Russell Westbrook at point guard, who is a great player, but has also shown himself to be a little bit outdated when it comes to the playoffs. He gets he gets exposed in the playoffs time after time. But he, do you think Kendrick Nunn can be a guy who can play with those stars and just distribute? Because I think he can. He can, but that's the problem. Therein lies the problem. We're relying on Kendrick Nunn to come in and distribute with the stars. Like, that statement alone. He just has to be um, – Oh, the big three. Who is the guard? Mario I always, Chalmers. My, my guy, Rio. Mario, I can't believe yeah. I forgot his name. Al he just Mario. has to be Rio. Yeah, that's that's all he's got to be. If he's Rio for LeBron and AD, and if Melo is hitting threes, they got a shot. I'm just not bought in on it. Injury concerns, spacing concerns, and the fact that the Nuggets will have Jamal Murray back by, like, February or March. The fact that the Suns are retooling and coming back and they're younger. I mean, it just it just doesn't sound like a sign still delivered. The Nets on the other side, that feels more certain. Just if those guys are semi healthy. Also, when did Malik Monk stop being a potential like young star coming up? I was they got him for like nothing. Also, yeah, yeah, he's he, a good player. He's, he's actually solid. He actually had a good year for the Hornets, and he's still so young. They got a couple young guys, and if Horton Tucker can develop, he's like he's like ten years old. If he can develop a little <laughs> bit too, they, there's a chance. I, I like the league. I'm gonna go green light, Joe. Yeah, this is a green light for me yeah, too. Yeah, two out and of three. Oh my god. I think Theo's underestimating how hungry this team's gonna be next year. You got the Lakers who are knocked out in the first round. LeBron yeah. doesn't take that lightly, number one. You have Melo, who's never won a ring in his life, who's going to come in here with LeBron by his side. Melo didn't do the Olympics this year, which I think he should have. It would have been good preparation, but that's a different story. But <laughs> then you got Russell at the point. This team's going to be a wrecking. Brody and Brody's an L.A. kid. We talked about Kemba Walker yesterday on the show coming back to New York and having a little extra spark. Brody's going to want to play at point guard. And then don't forget Superman. Dwight Howard's back oh, yeah. for, the, for the 12th time oh, off the bench. God. You got some rim protection for when guys blow by Melo, you're going to run into Dwight. Bam. <laughs> I am just, you know, I, I am baffled at the confidence that you guys have in the Lakers. I understand. Trevor that. Ariza. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> Talk about a playoff performer. <laughs> yeah, this isn't 2009, Coquel. Oh, it's not? It's not 2009. It's 20. That was like when I was at my peak, so I try to yeah. stay in that general vicinity. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, we get it. We get it. But no, man, that's red light for me. So is that was that our last red light? Green no, light? we got one more. One, one more. One more. Let's do this. Ended on that killer. All right, we got. You will watch your fantasy football team more than your watch your favorite team. Red light, green light. Oh, this is a tough question. I'm sorry, you're supposed to go first. No, you go first. This is a tough question. You can even answer it first. But I had this problem with my brother. I tried to watch football every time I go to New York. I visit my family. We always would watch the Jets together. Or we'd watch football. I go to his house, and he's not watching the Jets. I'm like, what are you doing? They're on. He's like, no, no, I got guys playing on Fantasy. And he just flipped the channels back and forth. Didn't even watch Red Zone. Flipped through his own. <laughs> he's got the package, the ticket. Yeah. And he flipped through his own, just changing games the entire time. And it ruined the football experience for me. I'm out on that. At least watch Red Zone, you know? Yeah, but yeah. I don't even like that. I mean, watch your team. I know. Watch your team, right? Okay. No? Am so, I the only guy who's old school and wants to watch their team and well, this listen is- to the announcers? Like, I don't even like going to sports bars unless it's – Stormhouse, because I love going to Stormhouse for things, but like besides that, that's the only place I'll go because they'll turn up the announcers for you. Yeah. They'll they'll hook you up with what you want to listen to. Other places, all you hear is loud mouths talking in the background. I want to listen to the announcers. I want to strategize. I want to come up with my own. I want to coach from my couch, and you can't do that flipping around. Hey. Red light or red light, green light, whatever green. it is. Whichever is against it. Well, yeah. Coquel, 
Money over everything, man. Ah. All right, when the Jets win every Sunday, how much do you get paid? Oh, I mean, I, I'm a little bit of a degenerate, so I do I do all right. But I, I understand what you're saying. Well, if you're betting on the Jets, you're probably not doing all right. When the Jets win. Take the points, baby. <laughs> when my fantasy guys do well, I get money. You know what I'm saying? Yep. They're doing this for me. They're playing for me. They're on my team. You pay the Jets. You're buying jerseys. You're supporting them with packages. You're, you're watching their games. You're supporting Does it count though from buying them from another country at $14 a jersey? That counts. That counts to me. It counts. You're supporting the Jets. My fantasy football players support me. So on Sundays, I grab me a couple cold brews. I sit my tail on that couch, and I watch NFL Red Zone all day long. Also, it helps that I'm a Panthers fan. You should vibe with me here. You're a Jets fan. We're not contending right now. Like, we're not, not that good. Who's not? The Jets. Who's not? Rebuilt offensive <laughs> line, the blonde bomber at quarterback. Oh, my Let's gosh. go. <laughs> This, Five wins. <laughs> this Five is wins. this is an easy question for me because I'm a Giants fan. We're down by halftime anyway. I can put on whatever I want yeah. after that. Me and Joe vibing out. That's oh, yeah. We got some, we'll get some cold brews together, sit yeah. on the couch, and we're vibing while Coquel's watching the Jets. The only thing I will say, like, what, with watching the Jet game, I'm not as loyal as I'm acting like. I will turn them off and watch the Ravens. Like, I probably watch more Ravens games on Lamar, Jackson, Boynton mm-hmm. Beach product than I have the Jets in the last two years. That's right. Because the Jets, were, the Jets weren't trying, so why should I try? Exactly. You know what I mean? So I switched over to the Ravens, but I like the new coach. I like the new regime. If I'm a Dolphins fan, I like the new coach. I like the new regime. I'm sticking with my team, and I'm watching the Dolphins every game. You got to watch your team. Watch your squad, guys. I understand what you're saying. I like the loyalty in you, but, again, money over everything. Mm. You know? Money no, over but I also feel Sports like, radio is not the way to go. <laughs> I, I also feel like with Theo and I, we're like a younger generation, and I feel like we're more into fantasy football than people of your generation are. Yeah, yeah. I'm old in fantasy. Man. I'm in fantasy. I don't know. I just, I just feel you like that's a common theme. <laughs> I won my fantasy league three years ago. I made it to the final two years ago. Last year, not so much. Yeah. Last, I was, year, I didn't do it. Last year, I didn't even try them for the draft. I wasn't in the place mentally for the draft, and I just did it because all my buddies were in it, and I didn't want to bail. Fantasy football stuff. And also, I'm in. So, Cameron Wolf. He's in my he's in two of my fantasy leagues and he blows us out of the water every time. So if I'm not staying tuned in with all of the stuff that's going on in fantasy football and watching my guys, he has the inside information. I think it's kind of cheating. We should talk about that one You're day. You're a TV sports reporter also. Maybe don't go to bed and watch the games at night. And you'll, you'll have the inside. No one's stopping you from drinking. You can get credential too, you know. Uh, you're right, but I can't go to Panthers camp next weekend unless y'all are sent me. No, but you can go to Dolphins camp. Every day? Every day. How's that going to help me? How many fantasy-relevant players are on the Miami Dolphins? I'll give you something to talk about when you come on the show once a week. Oh, okay. You're right. <laughs> You're right. You're right. You're Selfishly, right. be our show's insider, Theo. I'll be Dolphins insider, Theo Dorsey, in no time. That's it. That's all we want. In no time. Well, that was red light, green light. That was exciting. Well, after the break, we're going to maybe touch more on that Lakers stuff, and we're going to talk to Coquel. I actually have a very intrusive question for you, Coquel. You might not like it. That I'm going to ask you this after the break. Can't wait. You know, it's about high school football. You might not like it. I haven't prepared you for this at all. I'm ready. You're listening to Ken Ken Levick Alive on ESPN West Palm. Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. It's Ken Levick Alive. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken Levick and Chris Coquel. I just want I just want to vibe out to this song right now. It's Theo Dorsey with Real Coach K. Ken Lavica is out. It's Ken Lavica live. We got Joe Rigotti on the turntables. We got Chris Coquel right to the right of me. And I'm sitting here and I have a big burning question I've been waiting to ask Coach K, the real Coach K. 
What? First off, why do they call you that? It's at Real Coach K. First of all, there's no the. Now you're sending people to someone else. You, you, well, you you wanted those followers. I was trying at to, Real Coach. So say the right handle. At Real Coach K. You said the Real Coach K. It's at Real Coach. Why K. do they call you that? Because I'm real and I'm Coach K. <laughs> He's real. Okay, I like that. I like that. In Texas, but I was a high real. school football coach for a long time. Yeah, I, I Is that what you're asking? Yes. I know you were a high school football oh. coach. That's what my question was about. So we got the top 63 coming up. High school football season is kicking off. We got these kickoff classics on the 20th. I'm excited to see what South Florida football is all about. I've heard about what Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast has. I've been to the muck. I'm enthused. Here's my question to you. I was talking mm. to somebody about this the other day. As a head football coach, especially on the high school level, mm-hmm. I know it's easier to get some of these, maybe these athletes that feel like they have college dreams or pro dreams and those athletes that maybe play more, more of the glamour positions, the quarterbacks, the running backs, the receivers, to come out early, every morning, come to practice on time, give it their all. How do you get that H back? How do you get that player that maybe is playing a less glamorous position, a more position of sacrifice that's a backup tackle, to come out there and do all of that sacrifice? I go to these high school football practices. These kids are running suicides. They're sweat dripping off of them. They're putting it all in for the team. I'm confused that how do you keep getting this kid to come out here for free? Because they're doing it for the love of the game and the love of their teammates. What do you mean? What? No, no. I know there had to be some times where you had to, you know, wh- how, what is that like, though, for a coach? How do you get those guys? I think it's just you build the culture around a program. Like You're doing for, coach speak. Hold on. You're doing coach no, speak. I'm not. But for example, like <laughs> every program I've taken over has been at, at its lowest yeah. point. Like there's been Owen, Olymp- Forest Hill was 1-99 in before I took over. Mm. You heard that right. 1-99 yeah. in, in their last 100 games. Okay. Olympic Heights was 0-20 in, in their last 20 games. Pope John Paul was 0-10 in the season before we took over. So, like, there's always been that we need to rebuild. And the numbers were down. 17 kids at the first practice, stuff like that at each of the schools. You make it a culture that's fun and people want to come back out. You don't have to be the hard butt all the time. You have to be strict. You have to have rules. You have to follow those guidelines. But if you show kids you care and you're honest and upfront with kids, they want to keep coming back. Kids like discipline. Mm. Kids like fun. Kids like caring. You just can't be fake, and they'll keep coming back no matter what position they are. You can't sell the dreams to your backup D-tackle to, hey, you're going to be top 63, number one, just keep in the work, because then when they're not, they're gone. So if you just say, hey, you've gotten better this week, look at this thing you did well, look at how you stayed low exploding off the line, he's going to come back and say, well, I just got better. Coach showed me I got better. Coach pointed out my work. He now showing me what I need to work on next. Let me go try to improve that. So it's just that. It's just praising kids and being honest with them and making it a fun culture to be around. I, I hear you on that, and I like the fact that y'all are able to do it. I think it's the most impressive thing about high school athletics to me and middle school athletics is the way that these coaches who are putting in all this extra time inspire these kids who literally are out there playing a, you know, a dangerous contact sport. They're putting their bodies on the line. They're having fun doing it, obviously, but those suicides don't look fun. But there's also every kid also thinks, like, I thought I was going to be, even after I got cut from my JV baseball team, I was like, I'll still be the middle infielder for the Yankees. You know what I mean? Like, this coach has, that's because they all played on the same travel team together. I'll show them next year. Like, you know, those dreams are still there. I'm going to grow at one point and I'll play in the NBA. It's going to happen. Like, these are things you think about as a kid. And kids have those dreams or they just want to win a state title or, you know, they just want to be involved in something. So that's all it is. It's hard. Kids work hard. The high school football players in all the sports work hard. Volleyball players are in the gym. They're grinding it out, working hard. Every sport is out there where the band. You ever go to a band practice, by the way, a high school band practice? Oh, they get it in. Marching bands? It's like 12 hours long, and they're getting screamed. Like, you want to talk about mean? Oh, my God. Band (laughs) coaches are mean. 
They are so brutal. How do you keep kids doing that? I got kicked out of band in middle school, so I don't know. <laughs> For what? I was a uh, I was playing the triangle wrong. I was in percussion. He he really Were you just me. bad at it? Because I got kicked out of chorus. They actually let me take a second PE because I couldn't sing and I was ruining the whole performance. <laughs> no. Oh. I was good at percussion. I was a bad kid. And he relegated me to triangle for our UIL performance, um, which is Texas's version of the FHSAA. Okay. And we were doing the performance. I had the triangle. I was supposed to hit it like three times. I might have hit it a hundred times. And they didn't let me back next year. So you were just annoying. I was a bad. I was like, how are you gonna put me on the triangle? He should have had me on the snares where I belonged. I was because nice you weren't it. good at it. Probably. I was good at it. I got in trouble. That was a punishment. So you were you a very active kid? I was active. Because I'm picturing my son now hitting the triangle 100 times because that's what I could see happening. Yeah, I was active. Yeah, I'm was, getting a little window into who you are by looking at my son now. Well, hopefully he turns out to be a, a good TV reporter or something better, actually, because this industry is, uh, as we discussed earlier, not the most lucrative, but it's fun. He's at basketball camp today. He needs to make it to the NBA. Get paid. NBA. NBA. What's, what height do you think he'll grow to? Uh, he's supposed to be like 6'1", six, 6'2". Six, that'll, that'll do it. That'll do it. Nah, I, just, NBA, I just want him to play and have fun. I don't yeah, care yeah. If he, where, where he goes, and as long as he plays defense. Because if he doesn't play defense, he gets yelled at by me all day. You like Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, he's not my son. <laughs> <laughs> and also, Dylan, my son, doesn't shoot like Melo. He starts shooting like Melo, I'll leave him alone. And when he's chucking threes from his hip because he can't reach yet because he's only nine, yeah. no, he's got the <laughs> longest arms out there. He was playing with the 11-year-olds. He's, got the long, he's as tall as him. He's got the long arms. Play some damn defense and move your feet, Dylan. <laughs> Man, the bar is high for Dylan, low for Olympic Mellow here on Ken Levick Laker Live. Mellow. Oh, he's going to get his ring, and then all of a sudden, once he gets his ring, the narrative changes because we're dopes <laughs> in sports. That's what we do. He gets a ring, everyone's going to change the way they talk about Mellow. That's true. And we, all, we already have gotten to a stage where we adore Mellow now. I feel like there was that weird point where everybody was out on Mellow. Now we're just like, you know, appreciate Mellow's career. Anyone at Syracuse. Yeah, everyone loves him except for Lala. Oh, oh my goodness. Coquel. Lala's out there putting up shirts, <laughs> okay. pictures and shirts. Yikes. She's Yikes. the one preaching. The, uh, That's why he's back in L.A. That's why he's like, all right, Bron, I need to hang out with you now. Can I stay at your place? <laughs> oh, my gosh. The mellow shots. The mellow shots on this show. It's been hilarious. This is about time where we're going to break it. You know, I'm going to let Coquel, since it's your show and you guys invited me in and was such gracious host, Coquel, take it over right here. All right. Barton Hahn, next on ESPN 106.3.